Year after year after year, I hear people tell me that they do not want to pay large subscription fees or for memberships to be able to get access to content related to safety. So me and my friends here at Safety FM have come up with an idea called Safety FM Plus. This is a video streaming service that allows you to have some downloadable document content available readily wherever you are. You can go to the website safetyfmplus.com or go to the Apple Store app and download it for your iPhone, iPad, or even Apple TV. It's also available on Android and Android TV, Roku, and Fire TV. We want to be wherever you are. So to get you started, you can come to the website or download the apps as we just discussed. The other great portion about this is that if you sign up right now at safetyfmplus.com, you will get a downloadable version of Simple Revolutionary Acts, the first book by Dr. Todd Conklin as part of your membership to get into this. So go right now to safetyfmplus.com to find out more information. That is safetyfmplus.com. program is rated MALSV. It contains strong language, sexual situations, and violence. It is intended only for mature audiences. Finally, show with the balls to call it like it is. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. Countdown to audio torture. The Rated R Safety Show starts in three, two, one. Ah, let the eardrum pain begin. Forget the corporate bullshit. This is the Rated R Safety Show with your host, Dr. Uh, it doesn't matter who the host is. Well, it surely does not matter who the host is. Today is August the 31st, which is a Monday of 2020. Day, let's see, 244 of the year and only 122 days left to go. Hopefully you had a fantastic weekend this weekend. We are coming to you live from the Safety FM studios 
in Orlando, Florida. You are listening currently to the Rated R Safety Show, streaming across the multiverse of Safety FM. That's safetyfm.com, safetyfm.tv, the Safety FM app, you know, the Alexa skill, because she does have some skills and all that kind of fun stuff in wherever we tend to stream to. We are also a radio show and a podcast and a streaming platform, something another. Anyways, that might have been one of the most interesting opening songs that we've ever played here by the title of Curveball by Zavi Rusan. Yeah, that's correct. Zavi Rusan. So there you go. Anyways, if you're not familiar with the show, let me kind of give you the layout of the land. If you want to hang out and do some stuff inside of the chat box, you can go to the different aspects on where we hang. And you can definitely go to safetyfm.tv if you don't know where to start. So that's a good starting point if you want to do stuff inside of the video aspect. From time to time, I open the phone lines, but it doesn't guarantee that we will get you in. And then if the chat box is working, I'll try to pay attention to what's going on there. If it's not, well, then I have no clue that it's not going on. So that's it. Also, let me kind of give you... The readout of what happened and what was trending over the weekend. So let's start off with that before we get into some feature story news. Yeah, I know we're close to the top of the hour, but, you know, we can run a few minutes behind. Trump is on well was the hashtag that was making the circuits over the weekend. The hashtag made its round on Twitter after a video of the president almost tripping up some stairs went viral. Michael Cohen used the hashtag in his tweet while bashing the president and calling him disloyal. Another trending Hashtag from over the weekend, NFL drop EA. Fans want the NFL to drop EA Sports, the developer behind the Madden video games. Many voice frustration with the lack of quality the game, suggesting since the company gained exclusive rights of the league, they have lacked the passion to fix the gameplay. There you go. So there was another hashtag. Another hashtag making the trends over the weekend was Trump riots. Twitter users shared their brief and beliefs of the violence and rioting burning of buildings and the looting is president trump's fault many compared him to hitler while calling for americans to vote him out of office that was another hashtag making the sequence over the weekend and then one then we got another one here vmas hashtag vmas the award show aired on sunday night kiki palmer hosted the event fans tweeted their excitement about lady gaga's return to the stage her first in nearly seven years and also bts live performance their recording breaking song dynamic dynamite i almost said dynamic dynamic dynamite would have been good okay and then the last hashtag from over the weekend was Wakanda forever. Many shared the hashtags in honor of the late Chadwick Bosman, who starred as the lead Marvel in Black Panther. Wakanda is a fictional country appearing in Marvel's comic books located in the sub-Saharan Africa. It is home of the superhero known as Black Panther. And that was what was trending over the weekend via hashtags. So right now, let's get you into some feature story news. That way we can get that rolling and bowling. And you can take a listen to what the hell is going on out there in the world of news. From Feature Story News in Washington, I'm Nick Harper. US President Donald Trump and his Democratic rival Joe Biden have clashed over the violence that has erupted in Portland, Oregon. A man was shot dead in the city on Saturday amid skirmishes between supporters of the president and counter-demonstrators. FSN's US correspondent Kate Fisher reports. On Monday, President Trump tweeted that Portland's mayor was a joke, saying, quote, the city was a mess and that if he doesn't clean it up, we will go in and do it for them. 
Law and order is a major theme of Mr Trump's bid for re-election, painting the Democratic candidate Joe Biden as soft on crime. In a statement, Mr Biden said that the president's failure to call on his supporters to stop seeking conflict shows just how weak he is. Portland's become a flashpoint for demonstrations against police brutality and racism since the police killing of African-American George Floyd in May. A historic flight from Israel to the United Arab Emirates has been completed. Delegates made the trip to finalise an accord as the two nations seek to normalise relations. FSN's US correspondent William Denslow reports. Among the delegates travelling from Israel to the UAE was US President Donald Trump's son-in-law and senior advisor Jared Kushner. Speaking to reporters at Tel Aviv's Ben-Gurion airport, Kushner said that the future doesn't have to be predetermined by the past. The pact between Israel and the UAE is the first such move in more than 20 years, and the direct flight itself through Saudi airspace was historic in itself. Officials are set to explore areas of bilateral cooperation between Israel and the Gulf power in areas including tourism and commerce. Some members of the Palestinian Liberation Organization have criticised the pact as a meaningless spectacle that won't bring peace to the region. The trial of four suspects accused of the 2014 downing of the flight MH17 has resumed in Amsterdam. Three Russians and a Ukrainian have been charged with involvement in the downing of the passenger jet in which 298 mainly Dutch nationals were killed. FSN's Europe correspondent Lucy Hoff reports. The trial follows a six-year investigation by an international team which found that MH17 was downed by a book anti-aircraft missile from an area controlled by pro-Moscow separatists in eastern Ukraine. All four defendants charged with murder are alleged to be high-ranking officials from a pro-Russia militia, but none of the men have been handed over to authorities. Only one, Oleg Pulitov, has appointed a defence team. The high-profile trial began in March, but shortly afterwards was delayed for nearly three months due to the coronavirus pandemic. The trial is expected to last at least into next year and is taking place in a courtroom near Schiphol Airport where the flight took off. From bureaus worldwide, this is FSN. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. Today, remembering Chadwick Boseman, the enormously talented actor whose death was announced over the weekend at the age of just 43. The star of Black Panther had been suffering from colon cancer for the last four years. He continued to work, despite the medical treatment he was undergoing. In his career, he played a slew of historic African-Americans, Jackie Robinson, James Brown, Thurgood Marshall, making history of his own along the way. And as he explained to an audience at the American Film Institute last year when his talent was first exhibiting itself and he wanted to study drama at Oxford University in the UK, another great actor, Denzel Washington, agreed to pay for it. He gracefully and privately agreed to contribute. As fate would have it, I was one of the students that he paid for. Imagine receiving a letter that your benefactor was none other than the dopest actor on the planet. (laughs) An offering from a sage and a king is more than silver and gold. It is a seed of hope, a bud of faith. There is no Black Panther without Denzel Washington. This weekend, Denzel Washington called Chadwick Boseman a gentle soul and a brilliant artist who will stay with us for eternity. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks.
FSN is an independent source of news for TV, radio, and digital networks worldwide. You can find more of our minute-by-minute updates on Twitter. Follow us there at Feature Story, and we have a wealth of audio and video stories from our global news bureaus on Facebook. You can find us there by following Feature Story News. Stay tuned for further updates right here. But for now, that's the latest Feature Story News. Nick Harper reporting. This show is almost as enjoyable as hearing the sound of the toilet flush. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. We at Safety FM are not responsible for what this idiot behind the microphone is saying. He is trying to be entertaining. Rated R Safety Show. You know, I have to tell you, I get in here early enough to make sure that all this shit is working as we do the transition from one to the to the next person, and everything was working, and then all of a sudden we go to feature story news, and it doesn't want to load. So that's why the hiccup of why we were just kind of hanging out and doing, oh, nothing, you know, at all. So there you go. That's what was going on in the back end. That's why you kind of heard all the fun stuff of nothing going on at all. So whatever, those things happen. And that's okay, I think. I think you think it's okay. Anyway, so let's get you started with some of the news and some of the rhetoric and some of the nonsense that I have to share. Because I think that sometimes that's why you're here. Well, at least I'm hoping that's why you're here. Also, the other side. I want to make sure that I reference this. Because I think sometimes we tend to forget. Um... There are two shows here. Maybe I should start just making a little sign. Maybe that would be the easiest way. So let's pop all of this stuff up, and we'll do it live right here. So I'm going to take this down, and if you're watching, I'm going to move that and shrink it and bring it right here. And then I'm going to put this somewhere, let's say the corner. And then this way, people know that this is the Rated R Safety Show and not to be confused with the other show that happens on this network. Well, on this network that I host, you know, because I think sometimes there's some confusion there. Some people get scared about coming on because they don't they don't know if that show is the show they're trying to be interviewed on, which is not an interview show. So that's okay. So we'll leave that up in the little corner for the time being. That way we don't scare too many people and they know exactly what exactly it is. Maybe we'll do something without the picture because that's just weird. That's just weird, weird. Maybe I can. I don't know. Is there something else we can do? Eh, we can do. I don't know. We'll figure something out. Eh, I don't, don't want to leave the picture there. Screw it. Anyway, so let's get into some of the stuff that's going on inside of the world of news, because I definitely think that that's important. So let's do that. Duh. Okay, U.S. Border Patrol agents seized over $1 million worth of cocaine last week after it washed up on the beach in... Florida. Yeah, you knew that that was going to happen. A beachgoer discovered 30 packages of drugs on the beach in hollywood florida yeah there is such a thing as hollywood florida just in case just south of fort lauderdale according to u.s border patrol in the miami sector in the statement regarding of the find the agent said 30 packages of cocaine weighing in about 78 pounds with an estimated worth value of one million dollars was found in the last two months miami agents have seized over 210 pounds worth of cocaine yeah Cocaine, 210 pounds. Holy monkeys, man. So 210 pounds worth of coke coming into or attempting to come in to the borders here of the good old U.S. of A. So what do you think when you hear something like that? Does it get you kind of worried or do you go, it might be time for me to move to Florida? Okay, maybe it's not time for you to say that. But think about it. That's a lot of drugs. How do you think that they're making it there? You know, somebody's dropping it off. But what the hell are the expectations? I mean, what do you think is supposed to happen? 
I don't know. Why do I mention drugs on the show? Well, technically still cocaine is an illegal drug. And not technically, it is an illegal drug. There's no technicality there. So let's just talk about it that way. Yeah, talk about drugs from time to time, because that's what we have to do here. Anyways, let's continue. COVID stat checks, the number of confirmed cases is close to hitting 6 million in the U.S. So roughly about 98.81% of the U.S. does not have COVID, just for references of what that is. And then worldwide confirmed cases are nearing 25 million of COVID cases. According to the CDC, only about 6% of coronavirus deaths are attributed to solely to the virus, and the other 94% had the average of at least 2.6 additional conditions or causes per death. This means that the U.S., On the 182,665 deaths, only roughly about 10,960 were caused by the coronavirus alone. Now, keep in mind, as I say this, this is information that is coming from the CDC. So, let's talk about that for a moment because sometimes this gets very confusing for some. That information fluctuates and it changes. So, today it could be one thing. Tomorrow can be another, and that's how data is normally goes about. You get some data here, you get some data there, and things changes. Now, the other portion that I want to talk about is models, because we get very, very, very confused on models. So when somebody starts off with a model, not the, the fashion kind, when somebody starts off with a model, it means that they have, based on an idea, a guesstimate, this is what they guesstimate, the portrayal is going to be of X and that's how they move forward. So let's make sure that we understand data over models. And when you're in a model mode, data has to be inputted and things change, which sometimes makes the model go all the way down. Yeah, that's what happens. So a lot, sometimes people go, well, you can't trust those models. Well, yeah, it's, an ideology where you start off with something and then you move forward. That's kind of how it goes. It's a model. That's why you want data, data, data to be able to move forward. That's the case. That's the case in point there, but let's be safe here. Oops. What did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. Okay. So authorities in France have bewildered after series of gruesome killing of horses and ponies across the pastures in the country up to 30 attacks have been reported since february according to agriculture minister julian dermanandi yeah dermanandi so there you go he told france info that the animals are found without their with their ears cut off eyes removed and the bodies emptied of its blood yeah, yeah, yeah. Many speculating whether attacks are morbid right of unknown cults chilling challenging Relayed by social media or copycats. Meanwhile, authorities are wondering how, 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 how widespread the barbaric acts of occurring in pastures where animals are presumably able to flee. According to the French Federation of Equitation, yeah, you heard me correct. The the mutilation of the horses are neither French phenomenon nor new. In the 1980s and the 1990s, hundreds of horses in Britain and then in Germany were mutilated, and there also are cases in France in 2016 and also in 2018. What are you drinking there? Uh, energy drink. That's It's a little bit too early for anything else, and anything else would not normally or normally would consist of some level of tequila. 
Duh. And normally I don't start that off way too early. So just so you know, let's continue. George Floyd died of pre-existing health problems made worse by drug abuse, according to ex-police officer Derek Chavin's attorney. Let's tread lightly on this one. Chavin, who has been seen in the viral video with his knee on Floyd's neck for more than eight minutes prior to the death on May 25th, is seeking a dismissal based on new evidence provided by the medical examiner's office. The former cop faces charges of second-degree unintentional murder, third-degree murder, and second-degree manslaughter. Meanwhile, while prosecutors are seeking longer sentences, Derek and three other three other officers have been fired should they be convicted moving forward. So what's your thought process as you hear that, as that's the defense that they're going with? I'm talking about the lawyer on that particular case. Now, there's a lot of things going on there, so think about it as we talk about it, because I don't want you just to go one way or the other. Think about the long-term effect on some of these things, because it's always interesting what can happen with some of these. And we have seen multiple court cases go online and go on TV before. And people normally, you know, react the way that they're going to when it comes to certain things. So what do you think about as I mentioned that? Now, you don't have to come in all at once, but I want you to think about the information. I want you to think about what exactly is going on there. Do you think that the defense that they're trying to portray due to pre-existing conditions has some validity to it? Or are we looking at another cluster F moving forward? Think about it as we talk about it, because it's all way too important not to talk about. Safety never sounded so terrible. Rated R Safety Show. Okay, Disney World is altering its Halloween plans this year after canceling the annual not-so-scary Halloween party due to the coronavirus concerns. The park has revealed that they will allow guests of all ages to wear costumes. Yeah, you heard me correctly there. In the Magic Kingdom from September the 15th to October the 31st during normal Hours. Disney World's previously banned adults and guests from 13 from wearing costumes during regular operating hours, except during Mickey's Not So Scary Party. Now, if you're not inside of the world of Orlando or theme park on land, you're probably not going to make that trip. But if you were here, would you give any consideration of wearing the costumes? Something to think about. As we talk about it, because there's a lot to think about there. Now, can't, we can't just go ahead and say, oh, well, let's not talk about it like it didn't really happen because it did happen. So let's talk about it. OK, so let me go into some things that are going on that you might be interested in. So this one's a little bit different than normal. So let's talk about it for sure. The city of Chicago is offering $5,000 for the best idea to facilitate cold weather outdoor dining. As restaurants adapt to the new normal, eateries that largely rely on outdoor dining are growing concerned about the next obstacle, the winter. In the effort to help, the city has announced the Winter Design Challenge aimed at finding an an innovative solution that still adheres to local health and safety guidelines. The winner will receive $5,000 for their creative, feasible ideas. The contest runs through September the 7th when winners will be chosen in three categories. Outdoor, standalone structures, and indoors adjacency spaces and culture sh- cultural shifts making winter during more 
dining more appealing. So there you go. How they're going to convince people to eat outside in January is no, I have no freaking clue there. I can't even get some people in my family to pick up dinner then. So what the hell is going to happen in that time frame? Something to think about. Good evening. Would you like to dine in, <laughs> in the March of Penguins patio or the Frozen Terrace? So there you go. As far as I can see there, the answer will be free booze. That's the only way that you're going to get people to be <laughs> wanting to eat outside. You are listening to a radio god. What? This has to be an error. That host is not a radio god. Anyways, this is the Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. A Connecticut woman hooked a monster pike during a recent fishing trip with her hooks. Leslie Slater fishing by a kayak with her family in Colebrook's West Branch Reservoir when she healed the bega catch. There you go. Slater said everything was calm, and then she felt a huge tug, and the catch pulled her right into the bottom, almost breaking her pole in half. She was eventually able to reel in the 29-pound, 46-inch northern pike into the boat. Slater's pike tied the 40-year-old record set in 1980, according to the Connecticut Fish and Wildlife. I never understand how those boat things go. I mean, let, let me kind of tread lightly here because I know I say some things sometimes that people don't like. I am not a fan of fishing. I am not a fan of boating. I mean, I'll go out on a boat, but I'm not a, a huge fan of that. I'm not a fan on the, the fishing thing. It is the game of patience, and I have none whatsoever. So it doesn't work for me. But as I look at this particular story, the lady gets pulled into the water because of the fish. And hey, let's let's be excited that she got it out. We, we'll even give her a DJ horn just for the sake of doing so. But let's talk about it for a moment. I mean, I don't know if I want to be committed to the water because of this. I mean, how do you look at it? Or do you enjoy fishing? Do you enjoy going out on boats and blah, blah, blah? And I, I don't know. I'm just not a fan. I'm not a fan. That's just me. I mean, some people love it. I mean, people can go days and hours on end and go doing that. And I just, I don't get it. I don't get the point, but whatever. But what I want to bring up about the whole thing is if she's on a kayak and let's kind of use our mentality here on some of this how do you plan for that like how do you plan to go fishing and you know what kind of risk assessment are you taking into it and you know some people go jay do you talk about anything else yeah i do there's other things that i do also by the way so i find it interesting by the way talking about people that do other things um have you seen some of the other things that samuel goodman's doing the hop nerd holy crap where does this guy come up with this time? I feel like he has like a, a a 25th hour, maybe a 26th hour in his day. I don't understand how the dude does everything that he does. He has a new podcast that's out that is not hop related. So it's about, you know, true crime, scary horror, that kind of stuff. If you want to take a look for it, go right ahead. You can actually go to his website and find it. Also, the other thing. He's now, he did another book outside of the world of safety. I mean, the guy is incredible. Just the amount of stuff that he's out there doing. So I just recommend strongly going by the hop nerd just to check out everything else that he has going on. If you haven't done so in the last little bit. You are listening to something magical. 
<laughs> You're Not. listening to the Rated R Safety Show. 79 years ago, Julio Mora, 110, and Waldemar Quintero, 104, wed back in on February 7, 1941, against their parents' wishes. Now the couple, with a combined age of nearly 215, makes the oldest living married couple in the world, according to the Guinness Book of World Records. The pair, uh, the pair have five kids, 11 grandchildren, 21 great-grandchildren, and nine great-great-grandchildren. They all reside in Ecuador. So there you go. There's a story of love that actually makes it. Even though it sounds like the parents were douches. But anyways, that's just my opinion. So let's continue. Authorities rescued 39 children in Georgia during a two-week effort to locate endangered minors. The U.S. Marshal Service Missing Child Unit led the search dubbed Operation Not Forgotten in collaboration with the Southeast Regional Fugitive Task Force, a national center for missing and exploited children and the state and local agencies. The operation resulted in a rescue of 26 children in safe locations of 13 others. According to the U.S. Marshals, during the operation, nine were, were arrested, 26 warrants were cleared, and additional charges of alleged crime related to sex trafficking, parent kidnapping, registered sex offender violation, drugs and weapons possession, and custodial interference were filed. Also, the U.S. Marshal recently rescued 25 missing children from Ohio. Many were being pimped out to pedophiles in cases that their own mother, in some cases by their own mother and fathers. Multiple arrests were made in connection of the mission. According to the FBI, every 40 seconds a child goes missing in the United States, according to every year market, roughly is about 765,000. So I think this might be a good time to reference it just in case you forgot about it. So let's talk about it. You know when the Amber Alert thing goes off and we talk about this almost every day here? Let me tell you a little bit more. National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. That is missingkids.org. If you can and have the capability of doing so, you can go online. Go to the website. There's stuff even related to online safety resources for virtual back to school. What children can do to be safe. So something you can even use for your kids that you can apply there. Also, the other portion that we can talk about is that they're always looking for people to be able to assist. Unfortunately, because of the pandemic going on right now, they're unable to accept people in person, but they're able to accept financial donations. I'm sure that that will change in a period of time. If you can't help financially, you can still go to the website and find out more information about what's going on inside of this world and share your knowledge. So for more information, go to missingkids.org on that one in particular. Just want to reference that because I think it's important and that we don't forget about that at all because I think sometimes we tend to forget about some of the other things that are going on inside of the world. But what do I know? I'm just a guy behind a microphone. I'm a trial lawyer. I'm not part of your family and I don't do skits with my mom. I'm a real lawyer, a damn good lawyer, the best lawyer this state has to offer. And I've built a reputation for standing up for the people of this country, righting the wrongs. You may not agree with all of my views, but when it comes to trying cases, there's only one view, justice. And justice is what I get. Figer Law. That's why we're unstoppable. Oops. 
What did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. Okay, over the weekend, multiple cities dealt with violence and vandalism. In Chicago, six people were shot as they ate outside of a restaurant on Sunday. Well, shit, glad we we're talking about the $5,000 win reference there. According to the local fire department, the shooting occurred about 2 p.m. in Lou's Pancake House on Morgan Street, or Morgan Park, excuse me. One of the victims died at the scene, and the other five were taken to local hospitals for emergency care. As of, as of Sunday evening, no suspects were in custody. A member of Portland's consecutive Patriot Prayer, yeah, conservative Patriot Prayer group was shot and killed amid protests and clashes of the of the left wing antifa and the blm activists there on sunday on saturday night portland police didn't immediately have information about the possible gunman but has asked for any leads here's where reporting gets a little wild based on the initial reporting of the victim's name was aaron danielson but we went into the name jay bishop so you might be see both names in the news as its details unfold. So just want to reference that. So look for Aaron Danielson and Jay Bishop if you go looking. Also, some more information coming out of Philadelphia. In Philadelphia, a mural dedicated to the slain police officers was vandalized on Saturday night. The mutual honored the life of Sergeant Roger Wilson III, who shot who was shot in 2015 at a GameStop. Wilson reportedly protected the victims when two suspects shot and killed him. The Philadelphia Police Department commissioner tweeted about the vandalism, saying, The coward who did this, you didn't earn any extra po- any extra woke points. You are not brave. You are not a revolution. You are certainly not a hero. And despite all of your failings, failings heroes like Rob will still answer the calls to help. So there you go. That happened over the weekend. Holy crap, dude. A lot of stuff going on inside of this world of ours. And I go back to the same subject that we've had week after week, day after day. What do you do if you're in an area where this stuff is going down and you have employees, you have team members? How do you get them safely into work and out of work? How do you plan for this? I just asked the question because I think it's extremely important. Think about it for half a second. Are you thinking? Are you thinking? What do we do next? And we can talk hazard matrix all day until we're blue in the face, but something has to be done and thought about. And if you go, well, Jay, just don't look at it that way. You have to look at it from the standpoint that a lot of people are working from home nowadays, so it's not going to be that important. It's still important. There's still people out there, so we have to talk about it. It's definitely important. So think about it that way. Let's continue. Winter is coming with a vengeance according to the farmer's almanac in 20 and 2020 to 2021 will be a brutal cold and snowy for much of the country those who live in the northern half of the country should get ready for bouts of cold while long range forecast are calling for normal to below normal temperatures in areas from the great lakes and the midwest to the northern and central plains and into the rockies the southwest is expected to have a dry and wild and mild winter i wish it was a wild winter which could potentially worsen the drought conditions but the old farmer's almanac is calling for lighter winter for most of the u.s with warmer than normal temperatures of in large parts of the country what is this what is this like seriously is it like a prophetic book of what's going to happen i mean this is an almanac 
Like, does somebody do Back to the Future 2 to this thing? Like, and bring it back? Talking about Back to the Future 2. A lot of love for the Dr. Love episode, just in case. Only reference that because a lot of people reference that he looked similar to Dr. Brown if you didn't see the picture. If you didn't see the picture, you can come out to safetyfm.com and take a look at the episode. And then you can tell me what you think, if you thought he looked like Dr. Brown or not. Um, but no, seriously, like, what is this almanac telling people? You can see where my brain goes all over the place when I start talking. It just happens. I don't know why it happens. It just does. Duh. It's the it's the way that my world works on how I think of stuff. Listen to our host of the Rated R Safety Show. Self-implode on our airwaves only on Safety FM. So you heard it at the beginning of the show, so we want to talk about it for sure. And don't want to downplay anything. But Chadwick Bosman has died. The star from the Black Panther passed away on Friday after four years battle with colon cancer, according to his reps. This was confirmed. He was 43. Also, Twitter has actually said, and this is based on what Twitter is saying, that this is the most like Twitter tweet of all time was the information about his passing. And I think that that was meant more out of respect than anything else. Um, and normally we don't take these weird turns into some of this stuff, but I want to definitely talk about it for a moment. So let me, let me do this and hopefully I don't butcher this because I'm terrible with these things. So let's talk about it. Denzel Washington is among the Hollywood stars paying tribute to Black Panther star Chadwick Bosman, who died of colon cancer on Friday at the age of 43 in a statement. Washington wrote, he was a gentle soul and a brilliant artist who will stay with us for eternity through his iconic performance over his short yet illustrious career. God bless Chadwick Bosman. In 2018, Bosman revealed that uh, that Washington had helped pay for students, including himself, to study the acting to study acting in England as part of the British American Drama Academy Midsummer in Oxford program. In addition to his role as Black Panther, Bosman started pioneering baseball player Jackie Robinson back in 2013. He was so there you go. It was called 42. It's interesting because, you know, we talk about a lot of stuff all the time. And I know that there's portions that we talk about that's related to mental health and things along those those lines. And I, and I want to reference something. The guy never mentioned, at least not to the general public, that he was going through, you know, all this stuff related to colon cancer during the time. And he was doing several different movies that you would never know. And if you go back now and you look and you realize there were certain cases or not cases where there were certain movies that he did that he was extremely muscular and some are looked extremely muscular and then looked like he lost a lot of weight and doing these different roles and people online, if you look for it, you'll find it where they made fun of him and going, what the hell are you doing? And why are you losing so much body weight and all this other stuff? Not knowing what was going on. And, you know, and I, and I have to tell you, I had to look back for a moment and go, you know, not all of us do everything perfect. And believe me, by no means am I ever even remotely close to any of that. I'm sure there's some other people that would agree with that for sure. But we don't ever know what struggles others are going through. We don't know what's going on in their life. Maybe. And I say just maybe, 
we should consider that as we talk to people and how we treat people. And, you know, we have a lot of people that are quote unquote social media tough guys and tough gals that sit behind a keyboard and they can just tell you how it is because they're behind a keyboard. Still at the other side of whoever you're shooting at. Yeah, we talked about that term on several episodes ago. Talking about them and saying things that you might not understand. Sometimes some of these things are considered a work, but sometimes it's a shoot. And sometimes when you're shooting at people in this in this genre and don't understand exactly what's going on, it becomes extremely difficult. You never know where people are at mentally, and you might be, end up being the person that broke the camel's back. Think about that. There's so many things to think about there. want to make one more reference real quick because I want to make sure that we talk about this. Netflix has hit the pause button on the virtual event previewing of Chadwick Bosman's movie that was coming up, Marnie's Black Bottom, in light of his death. So if you were expecting that, you were waiting for that to come out, there has been a pause button put onto that for the night, for the time being. The event was set for this morning and was to include the first scene clip of the film, as well as a conversation with the director, George C. Wolfe, and Bosman's co-star, Viola Davis. The film is set in 1920 Chicago and deals with the issues of race, art, religion, and the exploration of black recording artists by white producers. That movie has been put on hold for the time being because of the death of Chadwick. Ugh. Our hearts and prayers are, in fam- are with this family. May he rest in power. You are listening to something magical. <laughs> You're listening to the Rated R Safety Show. Okay, so let's get back to it and let's talk about some other things that are going on here inside of the world that we try to hang out in. So let's not waste a lot of time and let's talk about our main story. Here is our main story on the Rated R Safety Show. So I have to tell you, you might have looked at the episode and went, I don't even know what that means. So can you please explain it to me? Uh, What is HCG? And some people probably looked and said, holy crap, is that a drug? Um, I think HGC is. I don't know if HCG is. But I wanted to talk about this today. This has been some stuff that I was definitely taking a look into over the weekend. And what exactly is this lovely wording that I am using? What is the abbreviation stand for? What exactly is, 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 is this thing that I speak of? Do you know what I'm talking about? I think some might know because I did reach out to some people. And let me tell you what HCG stands for. High control groups. And one might wonder, why in the hell are we talking about this? Well, I think it's important. I think it's important that we talk about standards and expectations 
And we talk about a lot of mental stuff. I mean, most of the times we talk about a lot of mental stuff. But I want you to think about this. I want you to think about high control groups. And let me kind of give you some descriptors of high control groups. So here we go. I'm going to give you, let me give you a small list here. So taking it from the bottom, and let me kind of explain. Normally, most of the time, these high control groups start off with really, really good intentions. They try to start off with that they want to help a person, an organization. They want to expand the world. But they end up changing and trying to become something else. And let me kind of give you some of what that information looks like. And then you can tell me if you have something that you've seen that's similar inside of your life. So absolute authoritarianism without meaningful accountability. No tolerance for questions or critical inquiry. No meaningful financial disclosure regarding budget expenses, such as independently audited financial statements. Unreasonable fear about outside world, such as impeding, impending catastrophe. Oh my God. Catastrophes, evil conspiracies, and persecution. There is no legitimate reason to leave. Former followers are always wrong in leaving, negative and even evil. Former members often relate the same story of abuse and reflect a similar pattern of grievance. Followers feel that they can never be good enough. The group leader is always right. The group leader is the exclusive means of knowing the truth or receiving validation and no other process of discovery is really acceptable or credible. So what do you think? What do you think about that as you hear that? Does anything come to mind as you hear it? Does anything in particular stick out? Can you take a look around and go, well, that could be a high commanding group or a high control group? Do you look around and say that? I mean, sometimes we get involved with things, and I know that this happens where we're trying to do the better good. And we're out there trying to help the world, or we think that we're getting involved with groups that are trying to help things, or even as a person, you might consider that you're trying to help things. But then you come to realize that you might have gotten into something that's probably not exactly what you thought it was. And, you know, there's that newness to things. There's that whole thing of, oh, yeah, this is great. And, you know, this is really going to help things and this is going to change things. But you start doing these pattern recognitions. And you start realizing on how some of these things don't make sense. 
there's a layer of control and you have to be approved by X, Y, and Z to move forward. Only the leader can lead. The people that are not part of the group are not, you know, understanding. Don't listen to them. They don't know what the hell they're talking about. They left. I take a look around and I see a lot of things inside of the world that we're in. And I go, there are a lot of groups that start off with good intentions that can turn around and become something entirely different. High control groups are out there a lot more than you think. And some people can go as far as saying that they're very cult-ish. And that could be a word. But here's the problem. Most people that are inside of a cult don't realize that they're there in the first place. Oops. What did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. Bringing you information you never knew you cared about. Rated R Safety Show. We are now video streaming the Rated R Safety Show. I don't know why our host has a face for radio. Rated R Safety Show. Okay, getting you back into the news stories, because I think that those are always important. Let's talk about the swamp, because, you know, we're just days away at this point now. So we have to talk about it. So let's talk about it. In the wake of continued violence in Portland, President Trump, again, exonerated its mayor for failure to appropriate actions. He labeled Ted Wheeler as a wacky radical left, do-nothing Democrat mayor of Portland on Twitter. In a public statement, Wheeler called for a reset from himself and president before invoking any former federal law enforcement relief. Joe Biden chimed in, accusing Trump of fanning the flames of hate and division in the society. So there you go. There's that information. President Trump has made plans to visit Wisconsin this week, but the state, hold on, the state's Lieutenant Governor Mandela Barnes says it would be better for him to hold off for the trip. On CNN this weekend, Barnes said the president's visit would contribute to a division and animosity and that we would absolutely do not need that right now. Later, Wisconsin Governor Tony Evers chimed in, In a letter to President Trump says, ever said, I am concerned that your presence will only hinder our healing. I am concerned that your presence will only delay our work to overcome the division and move forward together. So there you go. A lot of stuff inside of that one. I don't know. I so I get so weirded out about reading all this stuff with the with politics. (laughs) It just It just, bleh. I don't even know how to put it into words because it's just, bleh. there you go. Anyways, no winner for Friday night's Mega Million drawing. Tuesday's drawing will be for a $78 million jackpot or a $61.1 million cash payout. No winner for Saturday night's Powerball drawing. Wednesday's drawing will be for $56 million jackpot or a $44.1 million cash payout. So there you go. So, We're almost back and talking about it consistently now, so let's do it. Select theaters nationwide have started opening up their doors, and while many are playing low-budget, largely unknown films, some are showing new releases. New movie, The New Mutant, starring Massey Williams, topped the weekend chart-grossing $7 million domestically. Taking the number two spot was Unhinged, starring Russell Crowe, bringing in $2.6 million, and then rounding it up for the number third spot was... The SpongeBob movie 
Sponge on the Run, grossing roughly about $600,000. So there you go. That's what's going on inside of the box office. Now, my question becomes this, because it did make the rounds. It did make the rounds. The Bill and Ted whatever, play, play the music, hear the music, whatever new movie came out over the weekend. And that was actually on all or the majority of on-demand streaming services. You could rent it for 20 or buy it for 25. So that was making some making the rounds. Anyways, let's talk about an old man's game. Yeah, I did say an old man's game. The man called the world's oldest hockey player has died. The 99-year-old Mark Surridge of Duluth, Minnesota, has laced up his skates as recently as last month when his morning hockey league was allowed to return to action following the lockdown. Guinness's world records listed the... World War II vet as the oldest ice hockey player when he broke his own record in 2017 by playing an international old-timers tournament back in Santa Rosa, California at the age of 96. And then two days, then what? 96 and two days old, just to be exact. And when his team offered him a lifetime achievement certificate with a free ice time for the 80th birthday. What? They didn't expect that they'd be covering his expenses for two more decades. He just enjoyed being with the people who had fewer teeth than him. Okay, just that's terrible. And your thoughts for your kids' equipment stinks? Sorry, that was offside. Yeah, totally wrong on me even saying that. Yeah, duh, I know, duh. I know, duh. I know. Okay, so it's no secret the COVID-19 pandemic is stressful for everyone. And while experts aren't sure on how it affects long-term, some say that they even see patients who have experienced that they are calling shock hair loss. Yeah, you did hear that. Well, I the no hair thing was way before this. While it is a new condition, the phenomenon appears three to four months after a stressor, such as anxiety, depression, and financial stress, as a result of shedding up to 50% of your hair. The good news is the shock hair loss isn't forever. It takes about six months for the hair to grow back. I've heard some women get this this hair after childbirth. Birth. Well, some women and some new dads. Uh, in a privacy in a privacy of a bathroom, social distancing isn't usually a concern. Despite that, the studies find that public restrooms can expose you to some viruses like COVID nineteen. With every single flush, researchers in China say that public toilets are especially, especially men's urinals, can spray the virus and covered particles in a matter of seconds. Their studies found that every flush is potentially exposing people to both feces and urine-based virus droplets. This is particularly dangerous amid the the coronavirus pandemic, which is typically spread through fluid droplets. I just threw up inside of my mask. Okay, I don't have a mask on, so. But think about that. Think about when you're going into the bathroom on how that is going to work going forward, just in case if that's something you really want to think about, which I'm sure some people don't, but I had to bring it up because it is part of the news stories. Anyways, I'm going to jump around, and I'm going to tell you some stuff about what happened last night, just in case if you care, but I'm going to share it with you anyways. The MTV Music Awards celebrated achievement in music videos in time of Corona with the recorded bits and segments that are hallmarks of the modern live event these days. So let's take it from the top. Best editing went to Miley Cyrus, Mother's Daughter. Best choreography to BTS for On. Best visual effects, Dua Lipa, Physical. Best art direction, 
Miley Cyrus, Mother's Daughter. Best Cinematography, Lady Gaga with Ariana Grande, Rain On Me. Best Direction, Taylor Swift, The Man. Video for Good, Her, I Can't Breathe. Best Quarantine Performance, Cinco, MTV Unplugged at Home. Best Music Video from Home, Ariana Grande and Justin Bieber, Stuck with stuck with you. Well, I, I totally misread that shit. Uh, best group, BTS. Best alternative, Machine Gun Kelly, Blood Valentine. Best rock, Coldplay's Orphans. Best Latin, Maluma featuring J Balvin, Que Pena. Or Que Pena. Uh, best K-Cup, K-Pop, K-Cup, K-Cup. Listen to that shit. BTS on. Best R&B, The Weeknd, Blinding Lights. Best hip hop, Megan in three, Megan Street Stallions, Savage. Best pop, BTS on. Song of the year, Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande, Rain on Me. And then best new artist, Doja Cat. Artist of the year went to Lady Gaga. And the video of the year, ladies and gentlemen, Blinding Lights by the weekend was the video of the year. Now, I find it interesting that. MTV has decided to have this award show about the best music videos and all this music video and all that music video. But 98% of the time, they do not play music videos. The 37th VMAs took place over the weekend and it was MTV's night to shine. The other 364 days of the year, it's all teenage pregnancy drug addicts and celebrities wannabes taking selfies. MTV Video Music Awards were held last night. The big winner, anyone with a working remote. This year's, you know, I say that jokingly. Music videos are great. I think that, the, you know, they're just a great thing to watch, a great thing to do. But I don't understand how you can celebrate music videos on MTV when you don't play music videos half the time, at least not on the main channel. Maybe on MTV hits. But sometimes I feel like that shit's loaded with some other stuff. Anyway, some things to think about real quick. Some things to think about for this web goodies for today. What year was the first iPhone released? 2003, 2007, 2009, or 1984? Do you know? Do you know? Do you know? Do you know? It was 2007. So think about that. Think about how long it has been since we have seen the life of the iPhone come about. Let's talk about the days of the year that you can celebrate today because I think that those are going to be important. Eat Outside Day. Love Litigating Lawyers Day. Motorist Consideration Monday. National Trail Mix Day. National Matchmaker Day. We Love Memoirs Day. Back on this day in 1997... Lady Di dies in a car accident while visiting France. The prince and her man friend died. And the driver were killed. The accident was caused by either the drunken chauffeur or MI6, depending on who you ask. Yeah, a lot of weird things coming out of that one. Let's talk about some things today of birthdays you can celebrate. So here we go. Ember Moon, wrestler, turns 32. Larry Fitzgerald, football player, 37. Mickey James, wrestler, turns 41. Jeff Hardy, wrestler, turns 43. Sarah Ramirez, TV actress, 45. Chris Tucker, you know, you don't have to tell, tell you who he is. He turns 49 today. And D. Bradley Baker, voice actor for Avatar's Last Airbender in Star Wars Clone Wars, turns 58. Richard Gere, yeah. 
pretty woman in primal fear turned 71 today. So there's some things to think about as we do move forward with that. Anyways, tomorrow we'll be back with another show, just in case you're interested in taking a look. Also, in case you forgot, on Wednesday, on Wednesday, we'll have this bad boy going on. The Art of Podcasting. It's a virtual class that will be available starting at 9 o'clock Eastern Time. So we'll have that up and running so you can come out, hang out with us, and do some fun stuff on that day. We'll talk about everything that we've learned from the world of podcasting. If you're interested in coming and hanging out with us, tickets are available at safetyfm.io. If you're interested in coming and hanging out, we're going to have some tickets that are available that come with a hosting platform if you're interested in doing so. So there you go. Tons of things there inside of that multiverse. And then we have an event that's coming up with Candace Horbachs on the 18th of september at 6 p.m eastern time tickets are free if you want to attend this is based on the popularity of the episode that she did you can come and pick tickets up at safetyfm.io this is an ask me anything session so you can ask candace anything you want and she's mostly is known for her psychology and relationship information so there you go tons of questions can be asked during that event I haven't been told if anything's off kilter, so there you go. Take it for what it's worth. Anyways, you've been listening to the Rated R Safety Show. Thank you for always being the best part of Safety FM, and that is the listener. Safety FM is the home of real safety talk. Be on the lookout. We have several, several new shows coming our way. And when I'm talking about new, I'm talking New, 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 new shows coming our way. So I want to make sure that you're paying close attention. We will give you more information as they do come our direction. That way you know exactly what's going on. Recently, we have signed Dragging Up 6.0 to the station. We will have more about that here in the very near future. Anyways, I know who you are. You know who I am. Love you, mean it, and goodbye. Duh. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise, without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen.